this is the finale episode with yes. me and Caleb. No guests. We're each other's guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the final episode of the series, so we're going to be wrapping up um, the the idea of not going on a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys know at this point, unless this is the first episode you listen to, we're recording this because we did not take our annual trip to Kenya this year as an organization. Usually we go and put on a camp for our sponsored students in Narok, Kenya. Um, we take a team with us to uh, organize and put on that camp. And this year, because of COVID-19, we decided that that would be not the best idea. Yes, um, we decided, and also the Kenyan government. <laughs> the lack of ability to travel. <laughs> the lack of an ability to fly into the airport may have affected our decision. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really well-informed decision. Yeah, it was. We weighed the pros, we weighed the cons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ultimately, the fact that we couldn't Could fly, fly. <laughs> did play into in, in, Yeah, that was a factor. Um, so, anyway... This is the final episode, so we're yeah. just gonna chat about wow. some thoughts. Yeah, I'm I, honestly, I'm a little sad about it. I have enjoyed, I have enjoyed doing this. It's fun. I think in my life, I oftentimes have um, trouble finishing things. I'll start a project and not finish it. So on one hand, it's really nice to be able to kind of have some resolution to this mm-hmm. and um, not have to record anymore. Like the idea was, we had the idea. Yeah. We did it. We fleshed it out. Yeah. We recorded it, we put it on, and now it can be over. And that feels nice. I'm trying to learn how to be better at finishing things. But I just need to do mini projects. Yeah, mini more mini series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and be fine with whatever the product is, the end, the end product. We yeah. put it out there, and we can just move on to the next one. Also, so, the recording of this podcast has been completely just no editing. Yeah. Start, finish. Yeah. Like, Press record yeah. and done and uploaded. So, <laughs> so it's uh, been a bit of a trial run. Yeah. Do you think the Hope Venture could do a podcast in the future, or do you think this is a one-off? I don't know. I. Yeah, I don't know. My personally, I don't even really listen to podcasts. So. Hmm. That's surprising to me. Really? I feel like you're kind of a podcast guy. No, I. Which is funny that I'm doing this, and this is my idea to do this podcast. I just feel like the Hope Venture. What I love about the Hope Venture is that. We prioritize telling stories. We love telling stories, and mm-hmm. we know that it's important. Mm-hmm. And we're willing to do creative, unique ideas to do that as a like small nonprofit. So mm-hmm. I think the Hope Venture could do a podcast, but I also think that we like variety so much that you know one one day Josh is the creative director, and he does a lot of the, a lot of this stuff. And you know one day he'll make a good video, and then the next he'll do the podcast, and the next it'll be a you know, a, a speech somewhere, and the next yeah. it'll be some sort of it's gathering. Gonna be, there's going to be a book at yeah. some point. We, we, yeah. did a, we did a photo book, like, last year. Like, I just feel like that's, mm-hmm. the Hope Venture is going to keep trying to produce things. Like, Find a make new idea. Little things and, yeah, mm-hmm. so. But I also, I do like the, I personally think that we don't, we don't put enough time to telling stories. And as an organization, uh, just in general, like maybe like in life, we don't like, uh, I guess maybe we do. There's a lot of stories out there. People listen to podcasts all the time, but I just, these stories are so important and Mm -hmm. I want like, I want to devote the time and I want listeners and our like donors to like, know like, oh, this matters. Like, so I want, I wish we could do the podcast all the time, but I also think like our episodes in this podcast were 45 to an hour and I don't know if people are getting I've only listened to one of them yeah <laughs> so, like I don't know if people are gonna 
listen or what, but uh, I think it's worth it. So maybe, I don't yeah. know. If anything, it's another another avenue of talking to people and hearing their stories and talking about the story of the whole venture yeah. on top of whatever other media out there there is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think that uh, I, though I don't listen to podcasts in general and sometimes I know that there's a lot of podcasts out there and mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people produce different things and how are you supposed to funnel through all that and select our podcast? Right. I still think it's worthwhile. This has surprised mm. me. This experience has surprised me because mm. I've thought to myself, oh, this was worth it. Even without the viewers, like we sat down and spent, it was like six hours maybe last week mm-hmm. and a couple this week just talking through stories and mm. my life, my life is going to be continually better the more I give time and space in my own life to again tell those stories again hear them and so I think I was reflecting on it recently and thinking okay it's worth it yeah it's not about the being the best podcast out there but it is about like prioritizing or giving space to Mm -hmm. the content yeah yeah if anything you and I have grown from from listening and hearing the stories and I hope also it seems like I mean for for Bill's podcast he was saying I haven't really talked about this in the past year yeah. it's been a year since i've gone and i haven't really been able to articulate and yeah. that was a piece of him being able to articulate some of those thoughts and right. feelings out loud and like with bill we had we had talked to him about those conversations and those stories before mm-hmm. but even with simon and skyler they told me a story i'd never heard before and that's been like sitting with me the one about the kid while they're while they're working on planting trees mm-hmm. and the kid walks by him and he's like simon asked him like I don't know, he's like, you ready to build trees or something but, like that? Yeah, he's like, why, he's did, like, why did you, sign why up did you choose this project? Yeah, like, there's a soccer camp, or, like, you can go build buildings with power tools. Like, why are you doing manual labor planting a tree? Yeah. And the kid said... He was, I can't remember exactly, but he said something like, uh, God made a beautiful world, and we need to, we need to make it even more beautiful. Or yeah, keep, I want to, like, yeah, I, I want to take care of it. That. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. something like that. I want to keep creating a beautiful world. I'm just like, that story really resonated and, mm-hmm. I mean, it inspired me to, like, yeah, okay, like, that's so cool. And from mm-hmm. the eyes of a of a kid who's grown up in poverty in Kenya to say, God made a beautiful world and I want to make it more beautiful, like, mm-hmm. somehow that story, it made a difference in his life and he sees beauty even in a world that doesn't look like mine, that doesn't have the same... Mm-hmm. Uh, nice things as mine and yet he sees beauty and it's like ugh, like that's so sweet i want yeah. i want to like do that now yeah. i want to make the world more beautiful yeah and Des- see the beauty despite whatever hardship his story has yeah you know i'm sure he's seen a lot of really not beautiful things yeah um i i would say on average whoever i don't know which student that was but on average the students that we have come to our camp have stories that are really hard and yeah. like have seen really sucky stuff and a lot of things that aren't beautiful and they have every reason to say that the world is not a beautiful place. Right. But there he is saying the world's beautiful and I want to make it more beautiful. Yeah. It, it like, I, I get worn out in the quest for making the world a beautiful place mm-hmm. when I get, when I, when the world doesn't seem beautiful around me and I, yeah, I can just get discouraged and I, turn to despair a lot instead of to hope and mm. but hearing like one of 
like one of the Hope Ventures recipients share their story, their their wisdom back to me, it like encourages me. It makes mm-hmm. me like, oh, this is worth fighting for in my own life. This is worth like, yeah. I don't know. So it just, yeah, like the, doing the podcast, like I wouldn't have heard that story. I mm-hmm. wouldn't have known that. Like I, I didn't have a schedule to hang out with Simon. But yeah. because we, and even if I did hang out with Simon, we'd probably be like just goofing around. Like, I don't know if I would have given space to that story. Now that story has been told and I, I feel like, yeah, I want to keep making the world a more beautiful place. I want to keep biking to work and I want to keep doing the things to, to make it more beautiful, to keep it beautiful. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's some symbolism there for me too, the thought of planting a tree mm-hmm. and that, that process of, of planting the tree and we may never see like the full height of the tree or how big and beautiful the tree gets, but we get to watch it grow or like we're investing that, not investing, we're planting that tree. And every year we go back to Kenya, we're going to see like the trees grow more and more. Mm-hmm. Or every single time our students walk down the street or walk down the, the dust, dirty road, they're going to see that tree growing. And mm-hmm. I don't know that, I think that's a piece of it too for me. Kind of what Bill, you know, bouncing back over to Bill is talking about investing in the next generation or the way we can make a change is, is, is generational change and that we, yeah. plant, we plant the tree now. So the next generation has the tree to sit under and mm. have shade or, you know, yeah. like that kind of thought too. I think it all kind of mm. ties together for me as I, as I think about the symbolism of a tree and making the world more beautiful with the tree. Uh-huh. That's but, cool. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, back to your point that because of this podcast, we're hearing stories that maybe we wouldn't have heard. And, and we're also able like that student is kind of sharing that idea with people in Lincoln who are listening to this podcast or or across the United States, like that little moment that maybe just Simon and his family or whoever he's told that story to has heard that student's message. But now that message is like broadcast to it's on the internet. It's, you know, it's on Spotify. (laughs) That's, I mean, it it reminds me of like the idea uh, behind amplifying voices that aren't amplifying voices that are like in the margins Mm. and so this podcast did that for me because it amplified a voice that deserves to be heard that has a beautiful thing to share Mm -hmm. like in my own ears and then in my now in my life you know Mm -hmm. and then being a podcast it's like whoever wants to listen can hear that and Mm -hmm. yeah I want to go back and ask Simon like what that kid's name is you know so that I can take that and know the name you know Mm -hmm. really like and then I get to see him yeah. like in a year or two or whatever when we go back, like they'll be back at camp and yeah. I can just say like, Hey, you impacted me. Like I, don't, I haven't even met you yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have impacted me. I don't know. That's, that's cool. So looking back, like mm-hmm. now having done the podcast, I'm thinking, wow, that was, that was definitely worth it. You yeah. know, regardless of yeah. how the editing was necessarily or yeah. how many viewers we end up getting or. <laughs> yeah. It's also a unique way to share those stories compared to a mailing or an email or a video, you know, it's people having a conversation, telling stories Mm -hmm. and our stories inspiring other stories and and bouncing off, you know, it's, I think it's a a more unique medium for telling those stories to people who are listening. I think if honestly, if there was somebody who asked me what's with the whole venture camp in the summer, when you go to Kenya, I would say, go listen to Victoria's podcast. Like, she talks about like the origins of it and like her and Josh just getting married and then a month later being in Kenya. And you know, that's so important to the history of what this camp is. And then talking about 
you know, as it changed, and she was, like, co-leading the camp and co-directing it, and now she's, like, stepping out of that, and, you know, you get, like, the full, the full story of the camp there, just in that hour conversation, and you start getting, you know, dynamics of what it's like to work with the Petersons, or, you know, like, what is the whole venture, like, what's this, you know, she's deeply connected with it, I want to hear her story, and, you know, in three years, whenever we're still doing this camp, and Victoria isn't even going anymore, or whatever, like, somebody can say, what's with this camp, and I can say, go listen to that hour podcast and yeah. you hear the story mm-hmm. which I think is unique compared to other ways of, of talking about it and, and sharing that but yeah. anyway I, I, the, was the original question will the Hope Venture ever do another podcast I think so I think yes. so. And so the que- it's like we'll maybe see. yeah <laughs> depending if we have more like what's the next story to share what's yeah. the you know I, I don't see it as much as a weekly Hope Venture podcast yeah. just to for the sake of having a podcast but if there's a story that needs to be shared. I think that's pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I also, I do, I definitely want to like hear how people have like how listening to the podcast has oh, gone, you know? Yeah. Like, I just, I'm so curious to know having not done one before. I'm like, was it boring? Was it like, mm-hmm. what's it like to, are the stories coming out or mm-hmm. are we getting lost in the, in us? Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, for us, I think it's been impactful, so it's been sweet to see that, but w- the stories, I mean, meaningful stories are meant to be shared well, you know, so mm-hmm. if we need to take more, like, time to craft them or to curate how they, right. you know, go, like, if, if, if they're kind of lost in the mud of mm-hmm. a long conversation, like, it must be interesting to see, like, how this has gone and hear from people. Yeah, that. so feel free to message the Hope Venture on Instagram or shoot an email to Cincy or Josh or Caleb about any thoughts you have on it or if you've if you've loved it, if you want to take the time to. Or you can, I guess you could review us and leave a comment for review <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to as well. <laughs> but, How do you even do that? Um, on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, Apple Podcasts, you can just hit the hit the star. You can just leave the star rating if you want. This morning I just gave us five stars just because oh, I thought we're awesome. <laughs> and if you want to take more time, you can, you can write a comment. I'm not actually sure how that works on Spotify. I think you can comment on it, but I'm not actually sure. I'm only familiar with the way you can do it on on apple so um yeah you can do that leave us some feedback that way if you want or uh or if you want more long-form feedback shoot us an email or yeah yeah. i would very much appreciate that and i think the hope venture we are a small team so you're you are if you listened you matter (laughs) like you are a a voice uh, and a person that uh we want to continue to interact with and engage with and Mm. now you know the stories and yeah just would love the feedback. I think that would help us to mm-hmm. grow and share more with the other people. Yeah. Yeah. So. Keep telling those stories and share the podcast if you want or yeah, I don't know, whatever. So Ben, after, after doing this podcast mm-hmm. and crammed into a week, mm-hmm. what things, ideas, conversations or stories mm-hmm. have continued to resonate over the weekend mm-hmm. into this week has have you been like thinking on anything or mm-hmm. even like, did you live any way, any differently because of the, mm-hmm. because of the podcast? Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. <laughs> One sec. Um, <laughs> we'll just cut out and edit all this empty spaces. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally yeah Cause we edited all of this. <laughs> uh, so over the past week, what has changed? I'd say, 
I don't know. I don't think anything too too dramatically, if I'm being honest. But I think because I, because I think I was already living out of some level of being impacted by the hope venture. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm I've never heard these stories before. For the most part, there were new stories and new ideas. But I think in terms of my life being changed way way differently, I think I I much more experienced that going to Kenya a couple of years in a row, mm-hmm. like that 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 act of practicing that and and doing that and being with people. I think overall changed more of a trajectory. Trajectory. Tra- tra- what's the word I'm looking for? Trajectory in my life, um, more than more than the podcast over uh-huh. the past week. But I would say that I've been reminded that there's a lot of really precious memories and moments for me over the past couple of years. And as we haven't been in Kenya this year, I think I'm trying to let myself feel that and feel bummed and feel sad about it. Um, sad that like we're not sad there. that we're not there yeah. because there's so many great moments mm-hmm. for me of connection with students and connection with um, Kenyan leaders mm-hmm. and friends who I didn't get to see this year. Um, and so I think I'm reminded of that as we talk about that and reminded of those memories and how yeah. how how precious those moments are that I'm not getting the moments back. I have the memories, but I don't have those moments. And um, yeah, I think I've been, been thinking about that and thinking about my first group of guys who this year would have been seniors. Mm-hmm. So so the first like uh, group that you were constantly... Yeah, the first small group that I, that I had, um, those guys were sophomores then i Uh guess so now they're now they're seniors and so they should be taking their tests and hopefully passing those and being done with with high school or forms one through four and so i think sad and afraid that i won't get to see them again or, or wondering you know will i see them again will i be able to hear how they they've done and um will i be able to tell them that i'm proud of them and you know things like that i I think I've been thinking about that and, and yeah, I have them as my background on my, on my computer. So (laughs) I think I honestly, I said that as my background a while ago and I like, I don't think a lot about it, honestly, like the background kind of just becomes the background, (laughs) which is unfortunate. Um, but being reminded of that recently as I opened my computer and and see those guys and, um, as we've been talking to all these people on the podcast, I think just reminded of those memories and, and those people, um, I think too, I don't know. I don't know how this gets worked in, but we had a, so one of the guys that was in my group, um, Brian was his name. He passed away this last year. Mm. Um, he had meningitis, um, which got diagnosed late. And um, I'm not really honestly sure of the full story in terms of how much help. I think he, he was definitely in the hospital for a while, yeah. for a while um, and passed away. And so I was definitely, I didn't know what I was going to expect this year being in Kenya mm-hmm. and addressing that. We had, we had two students pass away in this past year, actually. Yeah. We've never, we've never had any students pass away until mm-hmm. this, or 2019, we had two students pass away from meningitis and mm-hmm. yeah, that was really, really difficult. Yeah. Especially it's really difficult being connected and knowing Brian and knowing his story mm-hmm. and this past week, I opened up an old notebook and re- I remembered slash found that I wrote part of the story down mm-hmm. and didn't ever really share that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's been, and I, I don't think I ever really did a great job processing it. I think I was sad and felt 
angry, but I think a piece of that is would have been processing it there and like being there with with his friends and with yeah you know our partners and that that got taken away. Oh dang, yeah. Just so fair like having the the community that knows and understands mm-hmm. the pain mm-hmm. instead of here where you feel uh, distant mm-hmm. and disconnected and unable how do you process it that when mm-hmm. nobody, you know, except the team that has gone with you knows mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, getting having that take being taken away, that's really and hard. but also recognizing that I was a very small sliver of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew him for two weeks. I mean I was with him for two weeks out of his entire life. Right. And you know, I'm humbled and lucky to have, have been a piece of those two weeks, but also recognizing that I was a small piece of that story mm-hmm. and, you know, not overstating <laughs> like, uh, me and Brian were best friends. Like we were like, we were everything. He was like, you know, we grew up together. We, you know, like all this stuff. I was, I was such a small, small part of his life, but he so deeply impacted me mm-hmm. and, and his story of, I mean, he, he grew up in a home where his dad wasn't present and his mom fell into addiction mm-hmm. and his grandparents had to come and take him out of his home because his mom, was threatening to kill him and he lived with his grandparents and um his grandparents sold so they had like a, a clothing shop on the yeah. side on the side of the road and they sold clothes and um i don't know just like that background he i mean he couldn't afford to go to school he couldn't afford to take his take his tests um living with his grandparents his mom passed away so he was his actually, actually the first year the first year i knew him i knew he lived with his parents who sold clothes um, on the side of the road, um, and had a shop. And then the second year I learned that those weren't his parents, those were his grandparents. Oh, and yeah. so like, the first year he didn't even open up, you wow. know, he didn't, he didn't open up about his full story and he just simplified and said it was his parents. Right, yeah. And then, you know, the next year he, he told me this whole story. So then even the thought of how many of those students do we not know their full story because yeah. we know them for a week. And so and I think dwelling on the beauty of going back to camp year after year and being able to know more of their story and have more of a relationship. And mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome, but sorry, I'm rambling at this point. I think that that's all been on my mind in this past yeah. week. And I've been reminded yeah. of that. Dang, I, I am bummed and pissed that we're not there and mm-hmm. that we're, we're affected by this, this thing in the world that prevents travel and, you know, prevents connection. And I think that's mm-hmm. bummer. So it's also been, it's also been good to talk to people and, reminisce and have those moments kind of like what you were saying it's important to have community that kind of understands some experiences and anyway yeah sorry i'm yeah. rambling at this no, point but that's really i mean dang yeah. it's it's hard to think about even even thinking about elijah and uh the other leaders the kenyan leaders and nasha staff and the disappointment i guess of mm-hmm. not having camp and mm-hmm not gathering the students and, um, but also, yeah, even thinking about the context of Dennis and Brian passing away this year and mm-hmm. makes me want to, yeah, check back in with them about that. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. a, a very, very real, very real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Have you had any, any thoughts over the past week of <laughs> things that have been on your mind or you get pretty, you get pretty in your mind sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I feel like 
it just it just helps to live the stories, like to live with the stories. Mm. And I think, like, I want to, um, I want to have room in my heart for these stories that they just take up residence inside of me and mm. are always a part of me. Mm. And that's not the case. And so, taking time on a podcast to talk through them and. It just, yeah, it, it brings more reality again to the stories and the people that I've met. I think just in general, the Hope Venture. Like, I just, it this last week has been, like, kind of just a, uh, an anthem of, like, r- r- of reminders of why I love the Hope Venture mm. and work for the Hope Venture and mm. have continued to go overseas with them. And there's so many people that I've met, and they've shaped my life. Like, they've absolutely shaped who I am today and I I live in Lincoln the way I do because of them and I see the world through through their stories and mm. like they they've made such a difference on yeah it's not just like oh I feel like I'm more grateful for the things I have it's not that it's mm. like they have shown me the way of life you know they've shown me like what it look what beautiful or what beauty is they've shown me what giving is they've like shown mm. me what living through suffering is and mm-hmm. how to love one another, what commitment to your community is. Like these are these are people that and their stories have absolutely uh changed me. Mm-hmm. So talking about them like reminds me again and I think just like gives it makes me feel allowed to to um consider them a part of my story, I mm-hmm. guess. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I have the space to say, oh yeah, like India and Kenya and Uganda and the people there make me who I am mm-hmm. instead of defining myself as just a Lincolnite mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and like identifying as just you know um, yeah these some some of the other things that form my identity but to also grab a hold of those other parts the mm-hmm. overseas things and to reckon with the fact that, yeah, I'm different because of that. It makes me feel, I don't know, more whole. <laughs> mm. Yeah. What's the danger of only defining yourself as a Lincolnite or as this is my place and my people? And um... mm. uh, Yeah, I guess I, I think when I say that, um, it... I don't know. I it I I think I'm tempted sometimes to try to make my world a little smaller because the big world is too big. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's too many people mm-hmm. because I want to like love the world. I want to help the world. I want to like actually make a difference in people's lives. And how many people can you actually make a difference for? Mm-hmm. So you you just narrow it like you just scrunch that circle mm-hmm. and say, "Okay, these five people I can love." Right. You know, instead of the whole world. I can't love the whole world. Who can love? Who can love a hundred people, let alone mm-hmm. six billion, seven billion people? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think like narrowing down my who I am to I'm a member of this block. I'm a member of this city. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that sounds easier at times mm-hmm. uh, than remembering my like my, the familial bond that I share with people 
overseas. Like yeah. it, it, it sounds easier sometimes to just be like, oh, like the plight of the poor in India is that's India's thing, mm-hmm. not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's their issue. That's like it's not not an American problem. You know, not something that I need to get involved with because there are these markers that we've you know sure. these boundaries put on things like right. borders and whatever. And I think. But I, I think that I am connected to everybody mm-hmm. in the whole world. So I think it just, yeah, I, I do want to actually love people in India. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing you said that I'm curious if you could put more words into into it for me as I yeah think about what you're saying. Um, saying you want to have space in your heart for these stories or like leave space yeah as you live for the stories that we're hearing and, and talking about or you know your trips overseas and you know whichever person you're meeting shanti or brian or yeah. you know whoever you know like <laughs> that you're you're encountering these people and these stories are impacting you and and you're saying i want to leave space in my heart in my daily life for these yeah and as people are listening and they're hearing the stories how do you just put more words. Behind that. What does like? what's that look like? What does it mean? <laughs> how to like, how has a listener to to these stories as I listen to Jill talk about her story or Hunter talk about you know his experience? How do I leave room in my heart for the stories of the adventure or whatever other stories people might have? Mm. Maybe it's just if. Uh, If I'm friends with a teacher, you're a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and COVID-19 forces lockdowns and school closes, that affects the teacher, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that affects teachers. And I know, oh, okay, I have a teacher, I have a friend who's a teacher, mm-hmm. reach out, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. It's just like, you're in my heart then, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I know you, I carry you along with me and it, I can reach out to you mm-hmm. when I know, like, there's empathy there's yeah, shared shared experience like, yeah or i see that event the mm-hmm. lockdown not just through my lens but through your lens too like yeah oh the school being locked down didn't affect me mm-hmm. you know but it affects you and so then that or yeah like it affects the students because i it affects the students through through the school being closed and you're a teacher and you are connected to the students so it connects me to the students even you know mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, maybe there's something like that where you like you perceive the world through more lenses. Mm-hmm. The more that you like, more people you, more people in their stories that you take into yourself, and are able to, yeah, just mm-hmm. remember each other. I guess maybe mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and and then I think that actually turns into action. Like if, if the lockdown affects you, I can say, hey, do you like do you need anything? You know, and in the same way, I can do that by if I know people in India. Like the lockdown affected people in India, you know, mm-hmm. and we, are, the Hope Venture is, has partners on the ground there. So we're, mm-hmm. we have been upping our fundraising and the sending of and the funds that we're sending over and mm-hmm. distributing groceries to more people because this crisis is happening where we're at, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm aware of what's happening to you, to those people. Yeah. I'm carrying you with me in my thoughts. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm burdened by by your experience or maybe I'm to some degree at least changing the way I live because I'm carrying you yeah. with me or because I'm carrying your story with me. Right. 
I'm aware and and that awareness comes from maybe adding lenses or looking through through a different lens or maybe that's all wrapped up together as, as I'm hearing you talk about it yeah that there's an awareness and a sensitivity to what's going on almost yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and like when you brought up empathy mm-hmm. like I think as we if we let more people in <clears throat> to our heart mm-hmm. we're empathizing with them like we're letting their experience become a, our experience we're we're feeling for them mm-hmm. and I think that that can produce like when you when you read the news you know you hear these stories of people like the news is a story and we can we can take that story and let it take residence in our heart mm-hmm. and that would produce empathy and we're like feeling with them and I think that like though we can't necessarily actually reach out to people on the news necessarily that we're we don't have a contact for them mm-hmm. I, I don't have their phone number the email, you know, I can't, their story is not necessarily actually connected through, uh, interpersonal ways to me, but it can produce this, like this burden. I'm Mm -hmm. like anguished over it and then can turn to the people around me with a desire for, to have more compassion or desire to help because I'm burdened by this, (coughs) by, by the world around me. So I think like, it helped, like, yeah, having, I think that, I guess, it's just taking up empathy mm. and hearing stories and letting them impact how we even turn to our neighbors, like, and turn to the people around us and live more loving because we are yeah. feeling for more people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying earlier, like, that voice multiplying, that story multiplying, yeah. like, hopefully... I take up the story in my heart and impacts the way I live, but also maybe I retell that story or mm-hmm. um, share what the story has been doing to me or um, I have people to talk about that with beyond just listening to a podcast. And, you know, there's there's definitely some benefit to having things wash over you and, and taking them in and sitting in them. But also I think there's some level, too, of pouring out what's being poured into you, yeah. you know. Like not just letting it wash over you, but like taking action and discussing and talking and yeah. you know sharing. Yeah. Are you referring to like, like the news or? The... Yeah, I, I'm just thinking of somebody who's listening to this podcast and listening to the story. You know, I can like sit and do other things and like have it on in the background, and there's like some benefit to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm hearing the story, but also I've been caught, you know, painting a wall and I all day long and I listen to four different podcasts about four different things and then I get to the end of it and I'm like I don't actually remember any of this like like it was all just in the background my brain was kind of working but I it'd be better if I paused every podcast and turned to the guy painting next to me and was like what do you think about that or like how do like how do I what do we do now like what 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 do you think what what can we do um you know bouncing ideas off challenging ideas things like that I think that adds a whole nother level to carrying that in your heart slash it like sticks in your heart it's right. not it's not just in and out it's like it's it take, like there. takes residence that's kind of why oh like, you did it, say that yeah. yeah like yeah like that's that's what i want a story to do is for it to not like pass over but to like mm-hmm. become a part of you that's like it it now is now when you walk it walks with you you know there's mm-hmm. something i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe about there's the like it's like the the body of the body as the church mm-hmm. that metaphor of like all these different people as one body walk and I just imagine it walking you know mm-hmm. so 
that's kind of how stories can, like, it's just this one body. I'm just this one body, but it's this bigger body walking mm-hmm. together with all of these other, like, with all of humanity. Right, yeah. Oh, the, the symbolism starts very basic and grows very large. <laughs> whether that's whether that's some stories taking up residence and moving with you, or you taking up residence in a greater, yeah. a greater movement, a greater body, a greater family, a greater whatever symbol you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, some greater spirituality as it all moves forward and grows and ooh, I'm getting I'm getting tingly. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. We need something to pull us back down to earth. I know. <laughs> like just, we're floating. Uh, and that's maybe I think that's maybe something that happens when the, when you and I hang out is that yeah. our ideas and our thoughts kind of start flying. <laughs> and I love true. it. I like it a lot. Um Thank you for elaborating on that. I think that was helpful. Yeah. Um, I this weekend, speaking of this weekend, I had a conversation where someone was talking about what's going on in the world and um, having compassion or empathy for what's going on or or any issue. I guess is actually what she was talking about. Um, but she said, "I have to recognize that I only have so much room for compassion. Like I, I only have so much room for." Um, for how many things I can care about, mm-hmm. and and I'm curious what you think about that because I didn't know, I didn't know what I thought about it yeah. because my initial gut instinct is raw. Like, no, like, that's, <laughs> Did you see my face? that's not true. Yeah, I saw your face. I saw your face. <laughs> I saw your. Face. I had a physical yeah, reaction to that. Yeah, and she's she, anyway. She said, and this is a great person who loves super well, has a huge yeah. heart, yeah. and like seriously, like I, there's not very many people I've seen that like love as passionately and as deeply as her um, when there's something that she loves you know mm-hmm. um and she said i have to recognize that that t- to some degree there's only like four things i can be passionately like an advocate for mm-hmm. and like i can't be an advocate for everything mm-hmm. and and i and i again like my gut instinct is like i don't know if i believe that but also like i recognize the truth in that like I, I look at my own life i yeah i'm not an advocate for everything there's yeah. like some things that i like i hear about and i'm like that really sucks yeah i feel for that but i like i'm not gonna go and write my congressman about it or I'm not going to, you know, like whatever it might be. And, and you were saying that there's this greater sense of I'm connected to the world yeah. and I am, I'm so connected to the person in India, the person in, you know, Africa, the person in Colombia, the person in, yeah. Argentina, you know, wherever around the world. And the things that, as I look through the lens, the things that happen in India, I feel and I want to be mm-hmm. in with, and I'm carrying that with me in my heart. So where's the limit to that? Is there a limit yeah. to that? And if you disagree, why do you disagree, and how do you disagree with that? That's, that's, I'm so sorry. That's such a big question, but it's something that just hit me this weekend after we had just talked about all this for the whole week. You asked how I've been, what I've been thinking about over the past week, and that was a big one. I was like, yeah. oh no, like I don't, I don't know how to respond to you in love in this, but also <laughs> like also validate that I think you're right but I don't know why I disagree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I feel like we only have a few more minutes. Oh, no, you're right. Okay. I I definitely could talk. Oh, gosh, I just feel, I feel very passionate about that. So Mm. Um, I guess I really, I consider it, I consider the world, all of humanity, like my family. Mm Mm-hmm. There's, I think, maybe it's the, it's the message that 
we're created in the image of God, and that's the like starting point that is this connection mm-hmm. for all of humanity and we're all we're divine. All, we have a, a spark of the divine. Yeah, like us. and there's there's that like um bond or something. And the, but then even there's other passages in scripture like in Colossians when it talks about the oneness of of all things under Christ and mm-hmm. uh like just like feeling the connection to as a human being. And it when it talks about like when the Bible talks about brotherhood and sisterhood and it like the fact that we are that there's something stronger than blood, you mm-hmm. know, that there's there's this connection, this real kinship that mm-hmm. we have, me and you. Mm-hmm. That that can be like super like flimsy or vague, but it, like it also can be very real. Very powerful. Yeah. Really actually be the way we view the world, how we consider one another. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I refuse to not consider people my family like mm-hmm. in india you know i their their problems are my problems they're mm-hmm. any mlk said it you know injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere it's the same thing you know like mm-hmm. if one is hurting the whole is hurting mm-hmm. and it's not just it can't the interpretation can't be just christians it's all of the people made by god in the, in god's image you know like mm-hmm are connected and need to be cared for and need to and when they're hurting we all should be hurting you know so if you consider the world your family then you can't you can't choose compassion in only a few places Places and not care about the others yeah yeah and not not show compassion and not put energy towards yeah caring about that and i don't like i know that every i don't want to like say that and like be like that's the answer to your friend's point like yeah. that's not at all what i'm saying because i know that this is a conversation that like now is one-sided because right yeah like, they're because not they're not here yeah, yeah. but <laughs> i also think like that's just the way that i view it and that's that is practically quote unquote impossible mm-hmm. and that's why i mean if if there's some sort of idea toward to faith to trust in power spiritual power you know mm-hmm. the holy spirit or something mm-hmm. that is moving us and can change us into more than we are capable of you know mm-hmm. then then i'm going to keep considering the whole world i'm going to make that be the uh is it the the axiom or something. What's the word? Ooh. The like that's the start the obvious starting point. Yeah, like, sure. I'm gonna consider everyone my brother and my sister. Yep. And the foundation. I'm gonna figure out how to have compassion for all of that. Like mm. there's no answer <laughs> yet. But like I'm gonna devote lots of my time to figuring that out. You know? Right. But your base assumption is I care about the whole world. I care about humanity. Yeah. I wanna fight against wrong sin. The the things in this world that aren't supposed to be this way. And I'm gonna care about all of them. Yeah. I'm gonna like <laughs> I, I have to like because if I don't care about if I don't care about one of them, then I don't, like, care, about I don't care about I don't care about any of them. Yeah. Like I throw it all away because they're all equal to me. Like all the injustice is injustice. Yeah. You know. Hmm. And if like it's like loving like, you know, people talk about it's easy to love those who love you. You know, like it's easy to love a few people, your friends, mm-hmm. your family, but like who loves their enemy? You know, mm-hmm. it's this. 
it's not, it does, you don't need faith to, 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 every human being has a limited capacity and you don't need any faith to go beyond a limited capacity. Like we all can prioritize. We all can come up with a few mm-hmm. things we're going to advocate for, a mm-hmm. few things we're going to make our issue, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot of faith in something way beyond us to say, I'm going to transcend that and I'm going to care about everything and mm-hmm. I'm going to love everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to love my enemies and I love the things I didn't even know about, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But I think that th- there is some level of, I have to start somewhere or right. I have to start, yeah. you know, I have to have these things that, that impact my daily life or yeah. like, I have to say that like, practically live. yeah, I have to practically live and I have to say that I do care and have compassion for all of them. I'm not ruling any of them out, but yeah. also these are the ones I can actively, you know, I, do you hear that when I say that and think like, that's pretty idyllic. Like, that's, <laughs> um, <laughs> may, yes and no. No, I think it's like a, it's a challenge, and it's and it's also what this world needs. Slash, I think I think the call of Scripture and the call of Jesus is way way bigger than than we make it. I think it's challenging, yeah. and. And I think I you can also get to a point of saying, well, it'll never all be fixed in this life. It's right. only going to be fixed in whatever Jesus talks about heaven or whatever, you know, whatever scripture says about restoration of heaven is the only place that's going to exist. And I don't, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can participate in heaven here. I think Jesus calls us to participate in heaven here. Mm-hmm. He said the kingdom is at hand now. He didn't say wait for the kingdom. He said it's like it's moving and you can participate in the kingdoms here. And... So I, I don't know. I think it's a big call. Mm-hmm. I think like the call of the kingdom is big, and that the values that Scripture talks about in the kingdom are fighting against injustice and fighting against sin, fighting against you know whatever. Yeah. Um. So is it I I idyllic? What you were just talking about? Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I think the call is for us to care about all of it. Mm-hmm. Is the call for us to to make a Facebook post about every single injustice right. is the call for us to go and and go overseas and fix everything. Like, no, clearly. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think that's you have, I mean, that's not what your life is. That's not what the hope, the hope venture has picked three countries right. to yeah. be in. They hasn't picked the entire world to be in, you know? So, well, the mission statement is, uh, we're in an adventure to bring hope and dignity to the most disadvantaged people in the world. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so okay, yeah. the picture is got the yeah. money. We are okay. <laughs> we're ready to yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. The 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 mission statement is is really big. Yeah. It's huge. But there has to be some tangible. Right. Some tangible work. I. You know. I, I mean, we we like. Yeah. Obviously, and I proclaim the like ideal and I want to hold to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying at all that like that I care for the whole world or that I love everyone. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. I, I want to. Yeah. But like yeah. How how in the world do you do that? Like the rebuttal is so real. Like <laughs> I can be my own devil's advocate. Like what are you talking about? That's that's mm-hmm. bogus, you know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we have an actual life and a, and a practical life that we need to live. And I got to figure out the question is do, what do I post on Instagram today? The question is not, like, how do I care for the whole world, you know? Yeah. There's, like, legit questions that we have to answer. So, hmm. uh, I think, but if, I don't think the question's worthless to 
ask. And I don't think that the hope of loving everyone is a is something to throw out because it seems impractical. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So as we've like held all these stories, sorry, I think this is like a beautiful way to wrap up the whole thing. Sorry, I know it's like, I know, I know that it's like big questions, big like I don't knows. Yeah. But also that's like the constant battle and yeah. struggle for what we're doing and what the Hope Venture does. Yeah. And as a project manager, I think you've wrestled with that in little ways, in yeah. big ways. Yeah. But I think as we talk about the stories everyone's come on and shared, you know, Heather, Hunter, you know, Simon, Skylar, Victoria, Bill, who have I missed? Jill, Jill, Scott and Jill. Um, all of those stories, what you were saying about holding them in your heart, like that impacts my worldview. Yeah. It's a big worldview. And like this Kenya trip is a little piece of the worldview. And how do I hold those stories in my heart and how does that impact my lens that I see the world? Mm -hmm. And then big question, like how, how, but we have the now to work on it. We have the, the next step is changing my heart, changing my mind, making a little step here, planting a tree, teaching my kids what to do. You know, it's, I mean, it, it does have to, it does have to change your life. It does have to, the way you live has to be different, but there's still a lot um, to talk about. I think we are ending on such a <laughs> such a great vision. I like, I mean, it feels very yeah. It, it uh, this is not you know scripted by the Hope Venture. It definitely feels like mm-hmm. this is just this is just the two of us. But man, I, I do. I want to. I want to live out. Mm-hmm. A, a grand vision of love and I think mm. in closure of the podcast there's just so many stories and there's so many people and we we can yeah like we can work toward being change yeah. in the world you know so. yeah Oof, that's uplifting that's happy I can <laughs> I can get behind that um well mini series wow over <laughs> this is it it is finished <laughs> um Caleb I've had a blast being with you. Thanks for chatting and learning and growing with me. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for doing this on your, on your free time with me. Yeah, no problem. It's been, it's worth every second, every minute. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. All of you out there, Mm -hmm. friends, family, and anyone that is connected to the Hope Venture. Yeah. Please, please do give us some feedback and, Mm -hmm continue to walk in these stories with us and continue to work with us to bring hope and dignity to the most disadvantaged people in the world. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for more adventures to come. We will see you next time. (laughs) Bye.